welcome to Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation from our Sunday message. Uh, as always, you don't have to have listened to the Sunday sermon uh, to get anything out of this podcast. It could help, though, so if you want to check out that message, it will be in the, the show notes for you. But today, uh, I have a very special guest, a Pastor Derek Greaves. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Honored to be in front of you. Hey, this yeah. is this is fun. So this is uh, Derek is uh, he and his wife are the newest pastors yep. on staff here. So uh, it's taken a little while to get you in the chair. But uh, <laughs> now that we finally cornered you. Yeah. Corner. Uh, this is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, you are a musician extraordinaire. Some would say I would say I'm just a basic <laughs> piano player. Just trying to figure things out. <laughs> Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, but it's, it's awesome to be able to have you not just on the team, but uh, to be able to, to sit across from you and hang out a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, as we talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Th- th- I think for the next couple of weeks, this is kind of a movie podcast uh, in addition to uh, a between sermons yeah. conversation about what, what we talked about on Sunday. Uh, so we're in a series, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, called At the Movies. Yep. We've been doing this since, I think we counted the other day, like for 20 years or something yeah. crazy. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time. We're basically, we take uh, some, some I don't know, popular movies, yep. uh, and we don't try and preach the movie. We try and preach a biblical principle. And it, it's really, it's, it's what Jesus would do, right? Jesus, Absolutely. when he wanted to get a really deep spiritual truth across to his audience, nine times out of ten, he would tell a story. Right. Uh, and it was the story would kind of get people to kind of lean in and, and attach to it. And then he would drop these like spiritual nuggets on yeah. them yeah. that sometimes they walked away still scratching their heads. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a, it was a great effective way of, of bringing the gospel. And so uh, we do that and we let Hollywood be the storytellers. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they do an amazing job. Uh, sometimes they do a horrible job. <laughs> and uh, but even in the bad jobs, they give us kind of a. Uh, I don't know, they highlight the path that we can we can find right. scripture for. Right. Uh, right. And so that's kind of what we did. So our movie this week was Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun. Sequel to uh, Tom Cruise's best movie, I, th- I think. I don't know. What, what would be better, Mission Impossible? I, I'm a Mission Impossible guy. Okay. Yeah, Top yeah. Gun. I didn't get into Top Gun until, I think, last year. Okay. And uh, the way I got into it, I, 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 a lot of people were recommending the Maverick uh, okay. movie. And I went, I never saw the first one because I wasn't really into Top Gun. And the way it was introduced to me was by a bunch of women. <laughs> so it was, you got to see this movie. You got to see that this movie. That might not be the best right. selling point so, for an action film. Right, right. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm an action guy. So yeah. if I have a bunch of women saying, you need to watch Top Gun, I'm like, yeah, I probably yeah. don't want to see that. So it took me maybe, I think, I think it was maybe four months to actually pick it up and watch it. And I went, oh, man, it's a... It's, it's an good. excellent movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm a believer, you know. So Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise for me is is that's is, peak. Yeah, that's peak. Okay. That's peak. Absolutely. There's a new one coming out soon too, right? Um, a new Mission Impossible. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, excited about that one. Okay. So is that your genre then, uh, action movies? Oh, like yeah. if it's just Derek and it's movie night and Katie lets you pick, what are you picking? I'm picking action all day. Action. Yeah, okay. it, it, cars blowing up, people flying, people yeah. fighting, people. I, I hate to say it, but I don't. I, we don't like to celebrate celebrate death, but if yeah. it's if it's pretty violent, I'm I'm with it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm right there yeah. with you. Yep, my go-to is always going to be action. My yep. wife is always these telenovelas and rom-coms yeah. and all that. Yeah, but, I, uh, I run away from that. If I'm holding stuff. the controller, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going to action yeah. of some kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So, um, are you are you big into movies? Is that something you do on a regular basis? I I would consider myself. A movie buff ish because okay. I mean it's so many different genres that I don't watch mm-hmm. that I can you know you can say that I'm not a movie buff but when it comes to action like I can go I can go as far as you want to go okay yeah yeah because uh, last week we had uh, my parents on the show and they're the only thing they do mm-hmm. for their day off for as long as I can remember was go to the movies yeah like they have seen some of the worst movies <laughs> ever just right. because it was the only thing at the theater right, at the time right. that they hadn't seen. Like, yeah. can you even imagine that? Like, I've, I've never looked at the listing of movies at the theater and gone, oh, man, I've seen all of these. Right, right. Like, is, yeah, like that's yeah, just that's never happened thing. to me. Yeah. That has absolutely happened to them. Like, they, they're like, well, we can't go to the movies right. this week because we've seen everything. Right. It reminds me of a time when I was young and we used to do this thing. And I, I hope not to be judged by this, but we would watch <laughs> one movie. And if we if once that movie was over we would just hop to another oh, movie yeah, theater yeah so i remember yeah. going through that and i remember one time we almost made it to all the movies <laughs> 
which was pretty uh that's a long that day was pretty criminal but you know well, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, this, this is our pre pre-save <laughs> <Right>. days <laughs> pre-save days so the, the sad thing is uh i can't even claim that's pre-save days because mm. i absolutely did that with my wife <laughs> yeah uh, it's a great time <laughs> and so so yeah we we were newlyweds we uh we definitely did the theater yeah, hopping it yeah. was like man you're charging 20 bucks for a thing of popcorn yeah. i'm watching two movies today the thrill <laughs> right just just walking from one to the next yep, we, we'd yep. look at the the movie times and be yep. like hey this one's two hours uh it starts at 11 yep. there's this movie yep. at one we Plan can totally day. do it yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um are you a sneak uh snacks into the movie theater guy uh not really uh i'm i'm i love going to the to the counter and ordering okay. the popcorn. Uh, the movie theater popcorn is probably the best popcorn you can get. Okay. Uh, so, I agree. I agree. So I, you know, popcorn, I definitely go to the counter, but the candy, <laughs> I may, I may still kind of linger in the sneak into the theater uh, situation because I mean, you pay five dollars for a box of candy, and you can go to the dollar store and same, pay a same exact box, same exact, same box. exact box. So it, 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 it just doesn't make sense. You know, we're being yeah. robbed at the movie theater, so. Uh, if if I had to give a confessional, uh, I've kind of gotten away from the movie theater experience. Uh, one because the movies you you walk away from the movies spending about a thousand dollars. It right? feels like it. Yeah, it feels sure. like a thousand dollars, you know. And then take out a mortgage before right. you go. <laughs> Miss a car note, you know, <laughs> those sorts of things. But uh, I'm I'm really into making my home like a theater experience so that I can okay. you know pause the movie, get it you know get a snack, yeah. get a, even dinner. Yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, movie theaters for me are, are kind of declining out okay. of out of out of my culture. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, no, I get that. I get yeah. that. Uh, so you talked about dinner in the yeah. movie. So uh, confession time. Um, okay. Confession. While living in Mexico, my wife and I uh, smuggled a large Domino's pizza <laughs> <laughs> into a movie. Okay. Uh, I'm still not entirely sure how we got away with that. Okay. I think we I think we had stuffed the the pizza box in my shirt. Wow. And then I kind of like hugged her. Yeah. Like we were super romantic yeah. as we walked through yeah. <laughs> so that nobody would see it. But yes, we absolutely brought an entire pizza into wow. a movie in uh, in Mexico. I think I can I think I can outdo you on that one. I was I was young younger uh and i went to the movies with my auntie one time and my auntie was known for making us the best <laughs> man mayonnaise sandwiches you know bologna mayonnaise cheese great so we go to the movies and she brings this big purse we had no idea what was happening we just saw this big person all of a sudden before the movie starts people just you know my me and my cousins we we're just passing down you know these aluminum foil covered <laughs> things and we open it it's like it's a sandwich and then maybe five minutes into the movie, she pulls out fried chicken. <laughs> so, uh, so pizza, I, I, that's a hard one to sneak into the movies. But to have fried chicken in the movies, man, that's that's, that's pretty that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's, that's oh, we thought about that one time. Yeah. You know the rotisserie chickens you can buy at the grocery store. Oh, it's in on. like the old, like we we looked at that one time and we're like. Totally get that in yeah, there. Yeah, you, you totally can. I've seen it done before. <laughs> All right, these are our heathen days. Uh, okay. we, you know, we're much more holy now. Yep, yep. Uh, so, the movie Top Gun did an amazing job of mm. presenting us with uh, this kind of this problem, this dilemma. Mm. And then I joked on Sunday about how they didn't know how to answer the right. their own problem. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they write this line, I don't know how. And it's right. like, yeah, he really didn't. He didn't right, know how. Right. Uh, but the problem that they present to us is that. Uh, you can't move forward mm -hmm. while you're holding on to the past. Right. Uh, and so it gives us two characters that are both holding on to the past. One's holding on to guilt. Uh, the other is holding on to pain. Mm -hmm. How has that kind of showed itself in your life? Like, what have you seen that maybe in your own life or you're working with somebody or you, you've got a family member or a friend and you're just like, man, like there's so much potential for yeah. this person. Yeah. But they're being held back by their past. Yeah. Uh I mean, I'm I'm 38 years old, so there are a lot of there's a lot of life there to kind of sift through. Um, but there's some moments, you know, that that stick out to me, um, and I I don't want to turn this into a, a you know one of those you know um, uh, I guess counseling sessions. But uh, I've I've been dealing with my father, um, the forgiveness of my father for the past I don't know maybe 20 years. Wow. Uh, he left the house when I was about, I think, 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, Dad was always in the house. He was the he was the deacon at the church, so we were raised to be great Christians and to be honest and to do all the right things, and was even disciplined in that way. 
Um, but later on, later on in life, he decided, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a changed man now. You know, uh, this is who I am, and I've always been this way. So we just saw a different a different side of him, and uh, to be raised up in that in in the Christian values, and to see your father of all people. Uh, just about face, yeah. you know. Hey, I'm I'm not that guy anymore. So it's like, what What do you mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. These These are the principles that I've I've built my life on. Even though I I struggle tremendously, you know, living by that. But you know, just to see your foundation be crumbled right under your feet. Yeah. Uh, so we went through we went through some you know some moments of you know hurt and frustration and and being upset because I mean when when your mom and dad is in the house and you grow up you're 12 years old now and that's all you know, um, and your dad about faces that way, it it feels like you've been you know stabbed in the back. It feels like you've just kind of been left out in the water by yourself. Like someone just jumps off the ship. The captain jumps off the ship and leaves the crew hanging so yeah. um so it made me feel like i had to step up as the man of the house okay. at 12 years old uh so how do you deal with that at 12 years old you know man. uh i'm looking at my mom you know she's hurting she's crying she's you know she's going through everything a woman would go through that's going through their husband not being the man that she thought he was so infidelity you know that comes with lies that comes with yeah. A whole different life that you you didn't even know was possible by this you know this up this man who stands upright you know in church um so i think um i didn't get to i, I stopped speaking to my dad i think i was about maybe 17 and i didn't talk to him again until i was about 30. wow yeah so Honestly, not even 30. I think it was about 33. Uh, I had I had just met Katie, okay. uh, which was about a year ago. So that that math doesn't add up. So it would have it, it would have had to have been like 36, 36 37. 37. Yeah. So I hadn't talked to my I hadn't talked to my dad in a while. Uh, so that was a journey for me, you know, yeah. learning how to get to that place of forgiveness and yeah. uh, even even identifying what parts of my life were affected by the because you know there's a there's there's these moments of uh i'm okay there's nothing wrong with me everything is going great i'm a great man i you know i don't need my father i don't i don't need his help he he couldn't get it right himself so i'm moving throughout life with this unforgiveness on my heart and uh not even realizing how it's impacting you know my future yeah yeah i was i was actually talking to a friend uh recently and and he was kind of in that same place where he's like man i there was this horrible event that happened in my mm. life. Uh, I thought I had forgiveness. I right. thought I had healing. He's like, but I've been finding myself with anxiety, mm. with like all of these like the, this these emotions that yeah. it, it almost feels like. Uh, I love the way he he phrased. He says it's like there's this residue. Mm. Like it's like I, I I let go of that thing, right. but it's sticking to me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm curious. Like I mean that you know almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so two questions I've got for you and you can pick which one you answer first, but, um, uh, how, how do you walk through mm. forgiveness in that, that case? Right. Uh, and two, I'm, I'm really curious because so many people I talk to when it's a Christian, uh, that hurt them, right. especially in, in your case, it, it's your father yep. who, who deacon at the church, all of that. Mm. When he walks away, so many Christians will look at that and say, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, the whole church thing yep. clearly doesn't work because yep. this guy was dedicated to it. Yep. He's a big phony, yeah. uh, you know, so if it didn't work for him, why am I going to bother? Yeah. And so for a lot of people in that pain, especially from a Christian mm-hmm. uh, or a so-called Christian, you know, they, they abandon the faith. Yeah. So how did you keep your faith? And then 20 years later, how, how do you how do you walk in forgiveness? Yeah. Well, uh, the how do you keep your faith question? uh this is an interesting one because I've grown up in church my entire life from the moment I was born. You know, my mom and my mom tells a story about when she was pregnant with me, she would walk in churches and she would just feel Derek in her in her belly just jumping up and down because <laughs> apparently music was just ingrained That's been in your thing. It's, it's been my thing. Um so the fo- the foundation of my faith is was always important. Um and even when I didn't notice that it was important, um, my mom and, and, and my dad at that time, they were, they were very serious about making sure my foundation was solid in Christ. 
Um, so who God is growing in our, our, our living in the fear of the Lord, um, knowing that God is, is, is beyond my mother and father, they would always make God bigger, even bigger than themselves. So there was always a higher, um, a higher authority, mm-hmm. uh, in my life. And that was always God. So, yeah. you know, reading the Christian stories and knowing that, you know, God could destroy a whole city with fire and brimstone and he can flood the whole earth and <laughs> you had the fear of god I in your had life the fear of god in my <laughs> life uh yeah. so i mean with that with that being my foundation um that's really how i stayed in the faith and there was even a period in my life when when i got older uh even my foundation was shaken uh and what i mean by that is god i've known you my i've known i've been told about you my whole life but i don't think i've had a a genuine experience with you. I don't think I know you for myself. Yeah. And when the Bible says knock and the door will be open to you, mm-hmm. I knocked at that door and God flung it open. Like it's awesome. It's I, I, I hear a lot of testimonies about people who have these experiences with God and it's like split second experiences. And when I hear those stories, I can identify with that. Yeah. Uh, that's honestly how I came into relationship with God. Um, just by asking them, who are you, and what is who is this guy that people t- have told me about my whole life, and so my foundation has always been solid. I've always chased after God, even yeah. when it's even when it was tough. You know, there there are questions in the faith that you sometimes come up on, and it's like, okay, God, that that doesn't make yeah. sense. You you got to help me with this, and so just leaning on Him and building that relationship with Him and allowing Him to yeah. kind of pour into me and, and show me Himself who he is, you'll find that, you know, God will reveal some things to you that, you know, you yeah. just don't hear on a regular basis. No, I love that. Cause yeah. I, I think for, for a lot of people, um, the danger that we get in is when we look at a person as our avenue to God. Yeah. Uh, and so when, when it's the pastor is mm. the representative of God. So I'm, I'm getting to God through the pastor. Well, right. when the pastor messes up, then it's like, yeah, I don't have the connection. Yeah. That's for me. It's like the way to to hold on to your faith, even when Christians mess up, is to understand. Okay, Christians aren't perfect. Right. Like that, right. we we never claim to be. Yeah. Like the whole premise of Christianity is that we're not perfect. Yeah. Like yeah. we are in need of a savior, and yeah. a lot of times we demonstrate to the world yeah. how much we are in need of a Absolutely. savior. Absolutely. Uh, but when our focal point and when our connection to God is to God mm. and not through anybody, but just straight through the Holy Spirit to God, uh, then, you know, when a Christian fails, even if it's a, a parent, even if it's a family member, even if it's our pastor, yeah. even if it's somebody that ha- should have had authority over us, we can hold on to our faith because we recognize my relationship was with God, not yeah. with this person. Yeah, uh, so and good. this person is just a flawed representative yep. of a perfect God. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to the perfect God and let the flawed individual Absolutely. be flawed. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things my mom would always tell us, that, uh, my mom was really good at always speaking scripture. It, it wasn't until nice. I got old that I realized that these words are now hidden in my heart. Nice. So when things come up in life, I can hear the the scripture that my mom implanted in our hearts. Um, so one thing she would say is you, you just don't put your trust in man. Your man will always fail you. It, I don't, it doesn't matter how much how much hope or love or faith you have in another person. Yeah they will always fail you. So walking in walking in that knowledge, knowing that I just have to walk with grace, you yeah. know? I have to walk with grace for, for everyone around me. So to answer the question, the second question you had about, you know, how did I get to forgiveness? Um, it was all built on that foundation of, you know, uh, love, love one another, you know, forgive as, as God has forgiven you. And so it's easier said than done. Because as as you as I told you before, it took me about 20 years to even pick up the phone and say, hey, dad, I'm just and even then it was just like, I don't really care what you got going on. I just I know I need to forgive you. So let me just pick up the phone and say this is right before you're getting married. Right. Felt that like I I should at least let him know. Right. Right. I should let him know that I'm moving on to the next part of life. Um, So that and and what's funny about it is. We think when we say forgiveness, we think we're just saying, okay, I forgive you and move on to it. And that's one thing I loved about your sermon yesterday. It was how do I forgive with boundaries? And that's always been the struggle for me. Um, 
because I'm, I'm reading the word and I'm looking at the walk of Christ. I'm looking yeah. at the way Jesus moves. And Jesus is like, he wa- he comes into Jerusalem and people are excited. Like, we, yeah. oh man, Jesus, yeah, yeah, he's come to save us and yeah. save us from this authority. And, and shortly thereafter, these are the same, same people. people going, crucify him, crucify him. But the part that all, like, I still deal with this scripture. Um, when he was on his way to Calvary, uh, the same people that were saying Hosanna said, crucify him. So Jesus is watching these same people spit on him and throw rocks at him. They yeah. And this is after he's been beaten. You know, this yeah. is he's already went through, you know, torment. And and he after he leaves there, he goes out amongst these people. They see him bleeding. They see him hurting. They see him down and they continue to beat him down. And he looks them in his face, in their faces. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at you guys and say you know what you guys are doing too much this is this is abuse and I'm gonna like I'm gonna create this boundary no no Jesus like goes yeah. beyond that yeah. so in my Christian faith it's always been how do I how do I godly forgive someone the same way that Christ has forgiven us yeah. um, with restoration in mind but also. Ba- have boundaries to yep. keep me from being the abused one. Yep. So I know I know this I know you're the host, uh, <laughs> but I would like to get your thoughts on that because yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's always been a struggle. Like how how when Jesus says, you know, when 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 someone slaps you in your face, you turn, turn the, the other cheek. cheek. Yep. And I've heard I've heard before in church, you only have two cheeks, so when they when they get ready to slap you the third time, you just have to push them away. Yeah. Um but how do I, how do I walk with the forgiveness yeah. that Christ has for us—the yeah. one that places our sins for, as far from the east to the west? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's just an interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, so the the funny thing is, so like uh, the whole you only have two cheeks. That's just yeah. reading too much into the text. Like <laughs> right. he doesn't say that. Right. Like if you turn this way, guess what? You can yeah, still you turn can still this way. You can still go yeah, this right. way. You can right. Right. like there's there's nothing in the text yeah. that indicates that. Yeah, it's it's that's it. Now yeah. Paul does give Titus this three strike rule. Okay. Uh, where he's like, hey, you know, if he messes up, tell him. Right. He messed up. If he does it again. Right. Now the third time, yeah. have nothing else to do with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. What we didn't get, and I'm so glad you asked me the question because yeah. it's one of those things. In a sermon, I got 35 minutes. Yeah, I can't talk about everything. Right, uh, and so there's a lot of things around this subject matter that even even to, we could have a podcast for five hours. Oh yeah, and there still be things we didn't get to talk about yeah. with with this subject matter because it is it's huge. We have this kind of this uh, internal saying amongst pastors: you could preach on forgiveness every Sunday for yeah. 52 weeks, it's still not uh, and still not covered all, and everybody would be you know crying in the altar yeah. every yeah. single Sunday, even if they heard it for 52 right. weeks. Right. Like it's right. it's just it's such a a, a needed subject matter mm-hmm. because it's it's it affects all of us yeah. Yeah. in such a profound way. Um, and it, and it's almost like there's this dilemma of okay, um, how many times do I forgive them? Right. How how open do I let my life be? Right. And what are the boundaries? And when do I set the boundaries? Right. And uh, honestly, my only answer for that is you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. Uh, you've you've got to. Now, I, I also advise getting counseling, yep. getting uh, Christian counseling, because yes. a, a secular counselor is going to point you in a different direction. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the one. I mean, Holy Spirit told a prophet in the Old Testament to marry a prostitute. Yep. <laughs> multiple times. Yep. <laughs> like, like marry her. She's <laughs> she's yeah. uh, uh, in, there's infidelity. Right. Uh, go back forgive to her. her. Yeah. Like forgive her. Bring her back <laughs> right. in. Um, and so like the, the Holy Spirit, you may be in a relationship mm. and this is, this is where it's like, man, it, it's, it's hard as a, as a preacher to stand on a stage and say things for an entire crowd yeah, yeah. when I don't know your individual yeah. situation. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so like that, that's where that counseling component mm. comes in because then it's, it's very specific to your situation. Yeah. Um, but I know relationships where, uh, the husband cheated on the wife, mm. um, wrecked the, the relationship. Yeah. Holy Spirit told the wife to stay with him. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like even the Bible tells right. you when there's infidelity, you yeah. have the right yeah. to leave. Yeah. Uh, but the Holy Spirit told her, stay with him. Yeah. Uh, and she tells this powerful story of like just laying on top of him uh, in, in their bed and just saying, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just this power. He's a broken man. And yeah. she's just she's like, I'm. Yeah. You messed up in an incredible you broke trust. We're going to spend a lifetime rebuilding yeah. that trust. 
but I'm not leaving you. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit said to stay. That's so good. At the same time, I've got other people that I know, and it's like the Holy Spirit didn't say stay. Right. And the way he was behaving yeah. and the lack of true repentance, because that's, that's a big thing, man. The, the repentance versus saying I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, so often I, I see people that are sorry because they got caught. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's not repentance. <laughs> that's not that right. you, and you could be crying, you know, all the the, the tears, yeah, and, yeah, and feel so horrible about it. But at the end of the day, it's still you're sorry you got caught. Yeah, you yeah. you didn't you didn't come clean. You right. didn't no. You got you got busted, and you feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, so whereas good. repentance is saying I recognize what I did was wrong, mm. and whatever I have to do to not do that thing again, right. that's what I'm gonna do. And I may still mess up, yeah. but I'm gonna do everything on my power. Yeah. Like if, if it's, you know, pornography, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna put on blockers on all of my electronics. Right. I'm not gonna be in a room alone with these things. Right. You know, if it's infidelity, but you still have, you know, Tinder on your phone. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're not, you're not like, walking away. Yeah, that's not repentance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, if, if you still keep that account open, yeah. you, you've, that's that's not repentance. And so, yeah. uh, so back to that whole, it, it's gotta be Holy Spirit driven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there are absolutely uh, situations where for person A, mm. you need to, cut that relationship off you need to to leave yeah. um for your health yeah person b could be in the exact same situation and the holy spirit's like stay yeah yeah because i'm gonna do something through you for that person yeah. um and so it, it it's so hard like I, I, there's some people that i want to i want to be like man just let's let's go talk yeah like yeah. let's let's talk through your situation because yeah. just because he did this doesn't mean that the response has to be this yep yeah gotta follow the holy spirit yeah that's so good i love i love that you said that uh it reminds me of this story when when the pharisees did come to jesus and said what what are you doing the in the situation of of you know infidelity and jesus says well I mean, I I wouldn't respond like you would, but if it's if it is infidelity, you have the right to. So it it almost like you said, it kind of leaves it in your in your wheelhouse to do I if it's unhealthy and yeah. I decide I want to move on, yep. I can do it for my health. But what Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Yep. And um, and it kind of opens the door to you know being the not the salvation, but sort of like the you kind of sanctify another person through through your walk. You know, uh, I'm reminded of, of, and I'm I'm bad with remembering scriptures, but I know a lot of them, but I don't <laughs> I don't know how to reference them. Uh -huh. um, but I'm reminded of how you know when when Jesus talks about if if you marry someone who's not of the faith, you know, your faith will actually in, will yeah. impart will, will be imparted into your spouse, uh, or will help them get to where they need to go. So, I mean. Uh, Going back to my father, uh, all those years I was I was walking, trying to find forgiveness and trying to find the importance of why uh, I, w I would say to myself, I forgive my dad. I just don't have to talk to him. I don't. Yeah. So so I created that boundary. Um, but what happened was I was I was losing years of yeah. my dad. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's easy to say, you know, th that he was he was no good for me or he didn't know how to, to guide me. But even the affirmation of my father, I didn't even realize yeah. how important it was yeah. to me. So, um, so long story short, fast forward, me and my dad, we're cool now. He came to the wedding, he celebrated with us. Uh, he was also there with my mom and it was, it was good to see that they were able to, you know, kind of yeah. be in the same space together and still be cordial and those yeah. sorts of things. And, um, I know for my mom, she's 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 very devout. She's a very devout Christian, so she still kind of struggles with that, um, with the forgiveness part. Yeah. Uh, I believe that she's forgiven him, but I also believe that there's there is a Holy Spirit innate yeah. something happening in her that's saying, "But yeah. chase after, chase after, chase yeah. after." So that's why I was that's why it was interesting for me to hear you talk about forgiveness and boundaries because yeah. that's that's still a growing process. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll we'll always. Yeah try and figure out well, how to balance Even Paul that. says, you know, not that I've already achieved it. Right, right. right? Like, it, this is a process. Yeah, and yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes that's the struggle as a preacher. It's like I, people are looking to you to solve all their problems in yeah. a 35-minute message. Yep, and yep. it's like, look, this this it's may take happening. a lifetime. Yeah. Like, but uh, something, something that you started to say that just really sparked the, this thought that we didn't really get to talk about. But mm. uh, when we're setting up boundaries, uh, which I think are healthy, I think are necessary, 
Uh, we also have to look though at what is motivating the boundary. Yeah. Uh, and when we build boundaries out of bitterness, mm -hmm. uh, it's it, there's no forgiveness there. Oh, man, like that's so that's not yeah. genuine forgiveness yeah. because yeah. you put up the boundary not because look, uh, I need to protect myself or I need to protect my family, I need yeah. to protect my kids or whatever, you know. So I'm putting up these boundaries. No, it's you yeah. screwed up yeah <laughs> and i i need to put this boundary up because i need some distance from yeah. you and yeah. it, that it's almost like it's the same thing but the motive is is out of bitterness it's out of this resentment and this anger yeah uh which to me just says that well you haven't really walked through that act right. of forgiveness because right. what we looked at on sunday is paul uses two different words uh for forgive for forgiveness uh, in the greek uh, I didn't tell people what the, right. the words were because I can't even pronounce yeah. them. It was yeah. like karozomai right. and, and something else. No one speaks uh, Greek. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Greek scholar, <laughs> right. but I know how to research. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's where I found it out. But, yeah. um, you know, the first word uh, for forgiveness talks about canceling the debt. Mm. And if I'm putting up the boundary out of bitterness, then I have not yeah. actually canceled the debt. Yeah. I'm good. using the boundary as the payment of the debt. Right. It's like right. the payment that you have to pay now because you messed up is Ooh. this is this barrier that I've put up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, man, it's, it's one of those things where it's, when do you know you're yeah. in the right? When yeah. do you know when you're in the wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Listen that's to the Holy Spirit. That sounds like a whole nother sermon. Honestly. Man. Uh, <laughs> we ain't got time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like forgiveness out of bitterness. That's, that's, that's an interesting thought because I think that's more common than yeah. we, than we even know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm go I'm I'm going to repay what you've done to me by saying, eh, you don't get to you don't get yeah. access to well, me." Well, it's anymore. like when my wife is mad at me, she gives yeah. me the silent treatment. Yeah, that's exactly like what that, it is. That is the punishment <laughs> right. for my crime is right. you're going to be quiet. Yeah. Which yeah. when I'm not a talker, that's kind of a ironic uh punishment. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, "Oh, we got it was very quiet in the yeah, house today." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that like uh she's going to be really mad at me oh, when yeah. she hears this. <laughs> Please don't be mad. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting because I, Katie and I was my wife Katie. Uh, we were just talking yesterday about forgiveness and repentance, forgiveness versus repentance, mm -hmm. and um, we were talking about how how we forgive for the sake of being forgiven. We forgive for our own health. We forgive yeah. to make sure that we can we can thrive in the faith and that God God will be pleased with our yeah. walk. Um, too much is given, much is required, right? So God has forgiven us of much, and he requires us to, you know, share that same love. But the repentance part is is interesting because repentance leads us to relationship, right? Yeah. Um, so God has forgiven us, and, and we're walking in forgiveness, but if we never repent, then we can never experience the relationship that God that God wants for us. Yep. So in to in layman's terms, uh, we were we were talking about, you know, hey, I can forgive you all day, but unless you come to me and say, hey, I know that that hurt you, and I know that uh, that that's something that won't help our relationship thrive, uh, I don't want that. I don't want that for us. I don't want to displease you. I don't want to make you cry. I don't want to make you frustrated. So I'll try my best to not do that thing again. And like you said, I'm, you know, Man will fail you, and sometimes it won't be perfect. But I'm yeah. gonna thrive. I'm gonna strive to yeah. um, to not do that specific thing again. And that that marriage of forgiveness and 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 uh, repentance, I think, goes hand in hand with the moving forward in relationship together. Yeah. And that's the part that kind of sparked in my mind when we were talking about boundaries yesterday. Well, I I'm the kind of person that. I love to believe the best in people. Like yeah. I will give is if you tell me you want to get it right, I will give you that opportunity yeah. to get it right every single time. So I'm the guy who would like who would who would take the abuse and just out of just for the sake of love, you know, hey, go for it. Um, but I'm not that guy unless there is a repentant yeah. heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I think also there's another perspective of forgiveness as well. We don't talk about it a lot. In church, we talk about how when someone does this to you, but what happens when you do something to someone else? Get out of my head, man. That's so, exactly yeah, where I was yeah, about to go. Yeah. So <laughs> um, so I, I have a story. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a best friend who lived next door to me, and we, we were best friends. We played every day. Every day we go outside. We look, we're looking for each other. And one day, uh, I think his dad was a golfer. So we picked up his dad's golf clubs, and we were just in the yard playing with his clubs. And I I remember like 
getting situated to hit a hit a golf ball and I sw- I swung this club with all of my might. I know cuz I was trying to hit the golf ball out the yard. I swing it, miss the ball and all I heard was ooh. And I went, "Oh, that's weird." And then I hear this screaming in the back. I look around and my friend's face is just like all bloodied up. So the club hit him right right in his cheek. So, uh I think I was every bit of like 11 years old at the time so i'm thinking like oh my gosh i just killed, I, I my, killed friend. my friend <laughs> <laughs> so he runs in the house he's bleeding mom is she's going crazy and i feel so guilty i feel so bad about what just happened my mom is upset how could you do this and i'm thinking i i didn't even try to do this yeah. it was a mistake um but I remember that same exact day I went back to his house and I'm just, you know, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. And and uh, he eventually healed from it. And there was like this there's this scar, this scar tissue that's kind of just sitting on his face. And I remember a few years, maybe, maybe 10 years after after he had moved away and, you know, moved on with his life. I remember running into him and just seeing him and. uh and there, it was like nothing that had. He still had this scar on his face yeah. that was put there by me, yep. but he never even mentioned it. And yeah. I'm, and even when I see it, I'm like, dang, man, I. Yeah. But it was the, it was the repentance. It was the, hey, man, I really didn't mean to do yeah. that, and I'll make sure when we play that we don't, yeah. you know, we don't do anything that causes harm. And I think that kind of helped us move yeah. past that because he could have easily said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hanging yeah. out with that I'm guy anymore yeah i'm done yeah. with you you almost killed me dude yeah. like literally the doctor was like you were like inches away from causing some major damage Damn. so it was it was only until you know i realized with that story man i'm so sorry i'll never do that again that he was he was able to trust me and we were able to play you know still yeah. be best friends yeah. even with the stitches in his face yeah you know What's crazy about that though is you had a, a real world experience of, of somebody walking around with scar tissue because mm-hmm. of what you did to yep. me. And the reality is there are there are people walking around every day yep. with scars from what we've done to them. Yeah. And they may not be as visible as your friend's scar, yeah. you know, right <laughs> in the side of his temple. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, how many people in our lives are, are walking around with with scars from yeah. from the things that we said, the things that we did, the things we didn't do? Yeah. Um, and like that, that's something that we have to talk about repentance Yeah. because what, what, what fixed it in, mm-hmm. in your illustration is the repentance. Right. Um, and it's something that, man, I, I almost feel like the, the modern church is a little bit guilty of, of not talking about repentance yeah. Yeah. enough. We, yeah. we talk about God's love and God's mm-hmm. grace and God's forgiveness. Uh, but I mean, how many of the scriptures talk about, yeah, it's repentance yes. first. Yes. Uh, and then we receive the grace. Yeah. Then we receive the love. But if there's no repentance, yeah, like he, yeah, we have this mentality <laughs> in 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 modern Christianity of like we're so awesome mm-hmm. and we're so great, right. and we are, yeah. But we are also at the same time horrible people. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're broken. We're, we live in a fallen world. Yeah, and if without the grace of God, you know, like who are we? Yeah, and so we we have to operate and walk in and live in uh, in repentance. Yeah. Uh, and that's both to God, mm-hmm. and I think that that's where it starts. Yeah. Um, you know, talking with the guy. You know, wh- where does this begin? You know, right. when, when I've because that's the question is we we really address on Sunday. You know, what happens when you've been hurt by somebody? Mm-hmm. What happens when you feel guilty about what you've done? Right. But how do you mend the relationship with somebody else that you know you're the guilty party? You're they have pain right. because of what you did. Yep. yep. Um, and so it starts, I I believe, with repentance mm-hmm. uh, first to God. Yeah then yeah you got to deal with the guilt in your own life but i think the healthy way of dealing with the guilt in your own life is to actually go to that person yep, yep. Uh, for repentance understanding mm-hmm. that everything that we taught on sunday about um you know boundaries and you know forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation right if you go to that person in repentance expecting or demanding that yeah. like you screwed up you cheated on your wife yeah. but you're sorry about it yeah and you're repentant and now you're expecting them to stay with you. <laughs> yeah, you don't get it right may not that. work that way. Yeah. Like you, yeah, exactly. You real. don't have the right to that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you, you gave up the right. Yeah. When you made that mistake, yep. Yep. Um, even calling it a mistake yeah. is probably you know it's like oops. Yeah. yeah. No, you had multiple phone calls yep. and like you set up like you there was convicted. a plan. Yeah. Uh, like, 
Yeah, I heard it when I was a youth pastor. I heard a, a guy talking about, um, you know, he had a, a teenagers in his youth ministry that yeah. got pregnant. Yeah. And he he asked them, um, or they they had come to him and said they had had sex. They didn't right. get pregnant. They had had sex. Yeah. And the first question he asked was, because uh, they're like, it was a mistake, and we're we're so sorry. And he's like, did you use a condom? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, right. we're gonna we're gonna use safe sex. And right. he's like, man, it broke my heart even more. It's like you planned. You planned it. You planned to do this. Like, it's, it, this is not a oops, I slipped. Right. Like, yeah. no, it's like you thought this out in yeah. advance. Yeah. And and so often, I mean, that's that's our sin. Like, yeah. We're not just falling into it. We we premeditated yeah. it. We put the pieces together and we, we planned it out. And so we have to um, operate in um, in repentance. Yeah. To, to go to God and say, I, I am repenting of this thing. Absolutely. Which isn't just saying I'm sorry. Mm. It's a change of mind. It's yep. a change of direction. It's I was heading in this path towards sin yeah. and I'm doing an about face. I'm yeah. turning the other way. And I'm, I'm following after righteousness. So yeah. if, if the opposite of sin is righteousness, I was heading towards sin. Now I'm heading towards righteousness. Yeah. I'm changing the behavior. If, if that behavior was because I was going to the wrong bars or going to the wrong place yeah. or, or whatever, I'm not going to go to that place anymore. Yeah. If it was because I was on my computer in a wrong way, I'm not going to touch that computer in that way yeah. ever again. Like I'm, I'm going to change that behavior. But then we also have to go and repent to that person yeah. and just say, look, there's, there's no excuse. I'm, I'm not here to say... I'm sorry if you feel right, that I did right. something wrong. No, 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 no. I'm sorry for what I did. Absolutely. Uh, and even in, in the case of your story, you know, it, you didn't intentionally hurt this person. Right. And maybe what you did to this person, it was unintentional. Yeah. But you still have to apologize. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's still up to you to go and repent. Yeah. And to say, look, I was careless. Mm. It wasn't intentional, but I was careless. Right, right. And so I, I have to apologize for my careless behavior. Yeah. And I want to promise you, I'm I'm going to set in these guardrails. I'm going to set in these boundaries. I'm going to do these things so that I'm no longer careless with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so good. It 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 kind of brings to the mind. I think you touched on it. The church doesn't talk enough about repentance, and uh, repentance is. I feel like it's it should be just a cultural norm. We should repentance should almost be like breathing because we're always in repentance to God. I mean, God is so holy and, and, and we were, we were shaped and formed into iniquity. So really our, our nature should always be God, God, God. I like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm not even for the things that I don't know that yep. I've, I've committed. Yep. Um, so it's, it's interesting that you would bring that up because it's not really common in Christian culture for Christians to walk around in repentance. Yep. Like we'll we'll buy a new pair of J's and if somebody steps on them, you know, we're ready to fight, you know. And if someone says they're sorry, we're still going, yeah, just make sure you watch yourself, you know, yeah. instead of going, you know, I'm it's 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 totally cool. Yeah. They're just they're just Jordans. I, I can buy another pair. Um but it's it's interesting uh, because repentance isn't a big part of our culture when it yeah. when God, like you said, the Bible tells us how we should always yeah. turn from our yeah. from our wicked ways and uh, I love what David said when he when he said God created me a clean heart, like yep. renewing me a right spirit. So yep. let me make sure that my heart and spirit is is right yep. with you, and and also let me tell you how important your your um, our relationship yep. is. So cast me not away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit because if you do that, what who am I? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna live? How am I gonna breathe? Yep. You know. Um, so I think, you know, even in our walk as believers with each other, we are, I think God wants, his heart for us is to be unified, the body of Christ, the church. So if I'm offending my, my brother, whether that be intentionally or un unintentional, it should be natural for me to say, did I offend you? Like, I'm, yeah. you know, let's, let's talk about how to get unoffended. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I apologize. I, like, how do we, because yeah. if, if, if our relationship isn't good, Yep. then we're not unified and and that's not how the body works so to that just that being uh un, being bothered by our brother or sister be walking in a fence yep. is something that going back to my father um i just had to grow in you know yep. that's it's one thing to say honor your mother and father and i and i would say you know i honor my father that's my dad i love him you know mm -hmm. i may not i may not talk to him or yeah but then it was the Okay, I've forgiven you, and you—you've said, you know, hey, I miss my son, and I wish I had done things better, 
and I'm and I'm busy going, you know, yeah, but you could you were a deacon in the church and you yeah. taught me you this should've. and you should have you should have known yeah. and years yeah. go by. Yeah. Um so finally when I get to the place of true forgiveness, uh I had to repent to my father yep. for responding to him yep. and and in an unchristian or Christ-like way, yep. um, because Christ doesn't go, yeah, you messed up and I forgive you, uh, but I'm gonna hold this thing I'm, over yeah, you forever. Yeah, 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 that's that's not yeah. that's not the way. That's, that's Paul's second word for forgiveness yeah. is to let go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it it honestly it was it was definitely a freeing uh, a freeing moment in my life to truly forgive my father yeah. and to see that repentance also goes both ways, you know. Yep. Um, you 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 don't want to hurt you don't want to hurt me and I don't want to hurt you and we both did things to hurt each other so let's let's repent to each other and and first of all I think I, one thing you did say is let's make sure we get our relationship with with God in in the right perspective yep. first um, because ultimately we have to know that these things yeah. affect God above yep. all things yep and he's uh, the one that we've offended when right, we sin right. Yeah. And the and forgiveness is also is a God is is a God thing. It's yeah. like God language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like when 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 David uh, is repenting for his sins with Bathsheba mm-hmm. and, and all of that mess, if you read the the Psalms that he writes after that moment oh, yeah. or in that moment, he even says directly, "Against you have I sinned, yes. O Lord." Yes. Yeah. And it's like, nah, man, you like nah, you was, you. You murdered that <laughs> yeah, guy, right. and you slept with that woman right. that wasn't your wife. But no, he recognized right. anytime I'm sinning, yeah. anytime I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing, yeah. the first offense is my offense against God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that um, Christians, we have to watch the way we approach God. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of Christians that when they pray, mm-hmm. it's straight to my my list of things that I yeah. need. Yeah. And then there's some Christians that have matured beyond that. Right. And so they go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to worship how great God is. Right. You know, we're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. I'm going to magnify God. Yeah. And then I'm going to give him my list. Right. Right. Uh, and that's why I love, like we teach on this a, a lot, the tabernacle prayer, mm-hmm. uh, because it's this, it's this model of prayer, this, this pathway that we take that it starts with magnifying God, yep. but then it goes directly into repentance mm-hmm. before I'm ever asking God for anything. I need to own up to what I've done. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to glorify God. I'm going to magnify his name. I'm going to say, God, you're awesome. Yeah. And in comparison to how awesome you are, I'm sinful. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I've, I've sinned in these areas and I need your, your grace and yeah. I need your forgiveness. And before I ever get into the, you know, I need a million dollars and I need you to, you know, bless Please my kids Lord. and, you know, help my wife to not be mad at me after this podcast. And, you know, before I get into all of that stuff, like yeah. we need to approach God in, in that way of, yeah. of first we magnify him, then we repent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if that's our behavior, if that's our model, every time we approach God is I'm, I'm going to take a moment here yeah. and even repent for the stuff. I don't even remember what I did, yeah. but I know that, you know, this week has been busy. I know that my thoughts have probably been mm-hmm. in the wrong places. So yeah. Father, I just I, forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, so many areas, uh, <laughs> so many areas we don't realize where we're, we're fought, we're failing. Yeah. Uh, it's just to have that just that template of, of repentance at all times that I think is, is the safest place we yeah. can, we can all be. Um, but I also think, you know, uh, showing that, showing that same, uh, repentant heart and also, you know, expressing the same forgiveness we've, we've received from God. Um, when we, when we have to reflect that to others, I think it's important that we know that it's not in our own flesh it's not in our own ability to forgive other people we always have to connect to the source of forgiveness Um, because when we when we forgive we like we talked about earlier we tend to put these different these different uh i don't know things you have to do to to earn my forgiveness i I need to see this and see this and see that instead of us you know just connecting to the source of forgiveness and allowing the holy spirit to give us the power um I yeah. know we talk about, you know, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Spirit and, and relying on him. That's one of the supernatural powers that we have uh, when people do things to us to be able to, you know, yeah. forgive. Yeah. So I, I love that. Uh, I love how how uh, Top Gun ended. <laughs> you said, you know, playing playing half naked <laughs> beach, uh, beach football. football it, was, it was volleyball in the first yeah. movie, so they had to change it up <laughs> right. a little bit. Right. So so it was it was cool because for me it, it was 
you seeing the relationship happen through it i don't think i don't think repentance quite happened i think it was yeah. sort of like yeah yeah you're my guy we're just gonna let it go yeah we're just gonna let it go uh so i mean i don't i, I know i know it was like tough trying to put a sermon <laughs> together around yeah we're just gonna yeah there is a scene that I kind of love the like after they both crash their planes yeah. like because that's that's how they do this right, like right. like they they run up to each other and, and Tom Cruise just shoves right. Rooster to the ground and it's like I'm mad I'm mad at you why'd right. you do that and Rooster's like I just did what you told me to do yeah. and he's like okay okay it's good to see you yeah. it's good to see you too like that that's like the right, right. <laughs> that is the big moment right. of reconciliation is I'm gonna push you and yell at you and you're gonna say yeah but I just did what yeah. you told me to okay cool. Yeah, honestly, oh, I would, come on, I would, Hollywood, you gotta I would, do better. <laughs> I mean, better if, if forgiveness was that easy, it would be dope, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you yeah. imagine though, if forgiveness just required you to shove somebody right. to the ground? Yeah, yeah, let's all just trash everything. <laughs> like, okay, we're and, good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that may be the man's way of forgiving. I think if if you yeah. saw two men forgiving each other, I yeah. think that's why they yeah. did it that way. Like, I think Asa was on here talking about how you know when when him and his brothers would fight, you know, yeah. just punch each other, yeah, and move on, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. pretty manly. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Top Gun Top Gun was a great movie. I uh I I have to say when I did watch the movie, it kind of did make me excited because one of my secret passions is I love like I was a motorcycle enthusiast. Oh, really? So See, sport, I didn't know the yeah. side of Derek. Yeah, sport I was in a motorcycle club. I had a whole okay. vest and you know, uh I even shattered my ankle popping wheelies and I oh was yeah, I was that guy. You a Kawasaki so, guy or you a uh, what, what Suzuki? You? Suzuki? Yeah, Suzuki Jixer 1000. I started with a 750. That's what shattered my ankle okay. and uh, my mom was like, yeah, you'll never get back on another bike. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a would. bigger bike after I shattered my ankle. And uh, and the Lord saw fit that that bike would get stolen. And I went, okay, Lord, I I concur. Uh, you got it from here. But uh, just seeing the... Just seeing those jets like zoom through those mountains that yeah. like the adrenaline for me was like, oh man. Yeah. So if you see me pulling up on the bike soon, know that right. it was because you, it, it you brought Top you. Gun back. All right. Do I need to apologize to Katie? Do I need to repent maybe, to her? Maybe my mom. Not <laughs> your Katie. mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, this has been cool. I'm so glad that we finally got a chance to uh, to hang out on the Absolutely. podcast. We'll bring you back uh, again another time. But, yeah. Uh, Let's do it again. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. All right. We're, we're going to see you next week. We're, we're going from Tom Cruise to Tom Hanks because uh, we're looking at A Man Called Otto, which is a movie I never even heard of yeah. until our sermon planning started talking about it, and it's, it's actually pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. Take it easy.